Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of the Search for God podcast series. Hope you enjoy the new intro music. Figured it's the month of October and change it up a little bit, at least for this month. Whether we go back to the previous one, well, only time will tell. So anyway, this is week four in review. And what we have done this week has been a change in the topic. We've started a new unit, and it's a little bit unusual since we didn't have a test for the previous unit. But we moved to the new unit, and this is what I like to call the meat and potatoes of the search for God, or at least the start of it anyway. So we began the week talking about what revelation is. You know, the name of the unit is the opening of divine revelation, as in how it began. But before we even get to any of that, we have to define our terms. So revelation is defined as an unveiling to pull the curtain back from something. And I use the example of Toto in The Wizard of Oz pulling the curtain to show that the wizard was in fact an old man with a very fancy control panel that allowed him to do all sorts of special effects. Now, another way to look at it is you see things for what they are whether because you've never seen them before or you had a certain perception that has now given way to reality. Now, for the most part, we're dealing in the former, that is, seeing things for the first time, not necessarily a change of the perception. And this leads to the two different types of revelation that we went through. One is called general revelation. These are all things that anybody with reason and senses can understand. The, the five proofs, for example, from a couple of weeks ago would operate under this principle of general revelation. Anybody who has the ability to think and put things together can understand general revelation. What we are going to spend most of our time doing is covering what is called special revelation. Special revelation is when God unveils himself to particular individuals or people at a particular time and place for a particular reason. Then we moved into the who. You know, God unveiled or revealed himself to particular individuals. These individuals would be regarded as intermediaries, such as patriarchs, people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or prophets, you know, messengers who were meant to carry the special revelation from God to a larger group of people, that is, mostly the people of Israel. These are the individuals that you can find through the pages of Scripture and see the names Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. You know, you go back even farther in time, Moses. You know, these are all individuals to whom God unveils himself for the purpose of sharing and spreading this message that he gives through his revelation. When we get to the time of Christ, you know, Christians especially, we talk about God revealing himself in the person and in the flesh of Jesus Christ. The difference there is this is a very, very broad revelation. It is meant for all of humanity, not just one group, one small subset of humanity. Christ came for all people, and therefore his revelation, God's revelation in Christ, is almost its own subset of special revelation. Then the question became, well, how do we know all of this? And I sort of gave away the game a little bit a minute ago with reference to Scripture. We have a written record of these things. You know, we happen to call it 
the Bible, and the Bible is a particular, it's a single book, but when you open it up, you realize that it has a very diverse set of styles, diverse genres, you know, literary features, especially in the Old Testament, which spans a lot longer of a time period. Now, despite that diversity of styles and genres, what binds the Bible together is that every book in it, all 73 between Old and New Testament, answer in some way the same question. How is the world different? How is life different? Because God revealed himself. Or you can look at it from the other point of view. How did man respond to God's revelation. Because God can reveal himself all he wants, but unless man responds, you don't really have much of a story, honestly. Grace works the same way. God offers his free gift of grace, but people have to respond. People have to accept it. So after getting into the idea that the Bible is the written record of God's revelation, I spent a little bit of time in class talking about what it is and how it's unique as a writing. I mean, no, there's never been a collection of of writings that have influenced history as much as the Bible has. So that makes it unique. What also makes it unique is the fact that it was written in languages that are no longer spoken. We have to, we still read it today, but we do so in translation. So therefore, it can provide a challenge to us, a challenge in understanding, but more to the point, it is a challenge in accepting it. You know, this is sort of the little twist that I threw out there in class, that the real challenge of the Bible is actually not understanding what it means. Most of the time, we understand perfectly what it means, but we have the difficulty of accepting what it says, because we'd rather do something else. This is one of the fundamental flaws of humanity, is to know the truth and reject it anyway because the truth is hard. It's more difficult. I wrapped up the week by getting a little bit into the nuts and bolts of the Old Testament and the Pentateuch. We're going to be getting into those things next week, especially beginning with the book of Genesis. I mean, after all, you start with the beginning, right? What we are going to be talking about over the next few weeks is mostly about the origins of humanity. Where did we come from? Why are we here? Why are we the way we are? These are all the questions that the early books of Scripture seek out to answer. And then we will get into, as we move into the second quarter, we will get into answering the questions of the formation of the chosen people, because after all, that is to whom God unveiled himself first. So the next few weeks should be pretty fun as we get into those early writings. And even if you have read them before, there might be a little more in-depth than you have gotten in the past. But again, we shall see. All right, and that brings us to the end of episode number six of the Search for God podcast series. This has been week four in review. I hope you have found it informative. I also hope you enjoy this outro music as well. Please let me know if you have any questions, and do be sure to bring your Bibles next week. Just remember that the quiz will be on Tuesday and Wednesday rather than Monday and Tuesday. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.